1: Welcome to Angry Americans. Welcome to episode 15. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Now this is going to be a different kind of show. Because I'm on vacation. I'm coming to you from deep in the woods of southern Maine, inside my car. Because that's where the acoustics are actually the best. But this show can't stop just because I'm on vacation fishing with my family. There's a lot going on in America that we've got to stay on top of dig into and bring light to. It's been a wild week in America. I'm going to rip through the news and the things that may not be on your radar and bring you the four eyes that I try to bring you in every episode. Information, integrity, inspiration, and impact. We got a lot to cover. There's a lot going on in America and around the world, and I actually went out in the streets of rural Vermont for a different kind of 4th of July parade. You're going to want to stick around for that and I've got another issue that's got me angry and should have all Americans angry. But before that, we got some celebrating to do. The U.S. women's soccer team won the World Cup. They won the whole damn thing. And that's something all Americans should be proud of. I've been telling you all all summer to check out this team and to keep an eye on them. That was my angry action from last week. And if you watched the game or you've seen the coverage since, you understand why. Megan Rapinoe has polarized some of America, but I think she's awesome. I think she's a true angry American. She's righteous. She's fierce. She's a leader. She speaks truth to power. She takes no shit. And I think she and the other women on this team represent the best of what America's all about. And that didn't stop after they won. They've used it as an opportunity to bring together this country and try to move America forward. Here's Megan Rapino on the steps of City Hall in New York City. I'm sorry I couldn't be there, but I can bring you this audio. This is Megan Rapino dropping it down.
2: First and foremost, my teammates. Um, just shout out to the teammate. Just, just, everybody, give them a clap. This group is so resilient, is so tough, has such a sense of humor. It's just so badass. Like, there's nothing, nothing that can phase this group. We're chilling, we got Tea sipping. We got celebrations. We have pink hair and purple hair. We have tattoos and dreadlocks. We got white girls and black girls and everything in between. Straight girls and gay girls. Hey! I couldn't be more proud to be a co captain. With Carly and Alex, with this team. Um, it's my absolute honor to lead this team out on the field. Um, there's no other place that I would rather be, even in the presidential race.
1: So Megan Rapinoe is not running for president, but she and the women sent a powerful message. She's right. They're diverse. They're driven. They're white, black, gay, straight. They're what America's all about. And even if you don't dig Rapino, you got to dig this team because they represent the best of what America is all about. And it's something that we can really look to to bring us together in a time when we're so deeply divided. And Megan didn't stop there. She's used this platform to try to push forward issues like equal pay, like LGBT rights, and just a positive, resilient image of America as winners. The one thing about Megan Rapino, she's a winner. I don't think we've ever seen a player in any sport that's been as big time as Megan Rapino on an international stage. Every time her number was called, she delivered. I'm talking as big as Michael Jordan. I'm talking about as big as Derek Jeter. She goes down forever as one of the biggest big-time players. When she hit the penalty kick to go up one nothing on the Netherlands, that will go down as one of the greatest moments in American sports history, and it should because she delivered the pressure was on our president was attacking her and she was injured and she still delivered time and time again if you watched her on the field you cannot deny that she was dominant and she's used this platform to push forward messages messages of positivity and messages of inspiration and that didn't stop here's another piece from Rapino on the steps of city hall
2: we have to be better we have to love more hate less We gotta listen more and talk less. We gotta know that this is everybody's responsibility. Every single person here. Every single person who's not here. Every single person who doesn't wanna be here. Every single person who agrees and doesn't agree. It's our responsibility to make this world a better place. I think this team does an incredible job of taking that on our shoulders and understanding the position that we have and the platform that we have within this world. Yes, we play sports. Yes, we play soccer. Yes, we're female athletes, but we're so much more than that. You're so much more than that. You're more than a fan. You're more than someone who just supports sports. You're more than someone who tunes in every four years. You're someone who walks these streets every single day. You interact with your community every single day. How do you make your community better? How do you make the people around you better? Your family, your closest friends, the 10 closest people to you, the 20 closest people to you, the most, 100 closest people to you. It's every single person's responsibility. There's been so much contention in these last years. I've been a victim of that. I've been a perpetrator of that. With our fight with the Federation. Sorry for some of the things I said. Not all of the things but it's time to come together. This conversation is at the next step. We have to collaborate, it takes everybody. This is my charge to everybody. Do what you can. Do what you have to do, step outside yourself. Be more, be better, be bigger than you've ever been before. If this team is any representation of what you can be, When you do that, please take this as an example. This group is incredible. We took so much on our shoulders to be here today, to celebrate with you today. And we did it with a smile. So do the same for us. Please, I ask you. New York City, you're the
1: motherfucking best! She ends with New York City, you're the motherfucking best. Which I agree with. But the more important line. It's our responsibility to make the world a better place. That's the message from Megan Rapino. That's the message from the women's soccer team. That's the message from America. And I think that's something we can rally behind. All right. In other news, Trump's parade thing is over. Uh, good. It's over. I think it continues to be an unprecedented politicization of our military. It was a bad thing for our military. It was a bad thing for democracy. It was a bad thing for the troops and the people standing in the rain but it's over. I hope we don't have to do it again, and I hope we can move on. I went to a different kind of parade. Stick around later in the show for some insight into what that was like, but I think the parade that I went to is one that I wish was on TV, but definitely wasn't. Now, I can't make this stuff up. After an unusual 4th of July in America, politically, in Washington, to say the least, and a wonderful one up in the mountains of New England, thankfully, I woke up to unprovoked Twitter attacks and challenges of my patriotism, directed at me, first, from radical white nationalist, Fox News operative, and renowned hater, Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram, who you may know from Fox if you watch, you may not if you don't, but uh, she wrote, in response to my tweet, saying this is a great line, I don't think he understands this is America's birthday, not his birthday from Kamala Harris. I wrote that on Twitter, just said, hey, this is a great line. Kamala Harris put out what I thought was a great line. It is a great line. It's a populist line. It's a good political line. It doesn't mean I'm a Democrat or I support Kamala Harris. But Laura Ingram jumps on my tweet and says, notice how political hatred binds. This event was about America and hundreds of thousands turned out in the rain to celebrate our freedom. And your negativity didn't ruin it for them. No hatred here, Laura. The opposite. Nothing but love for our great country, but rarely for its politicians of either party. I'm with Mark Twain. Patriotism supporting your country all the time and your government when it deserves it. I'll let the history be the judge of me and you, Miss Ingram. So that wasn't it. I also got attacked on Twitter by fellow Trump defender and apologist Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson, who you may remember as Buffy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes, Christy Swanson was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Remember this? Bueller? Bueller? Bueller?
2: Um, he's sick. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. Thank you, Simone. No problem whatsoever.
1: Yes. Thank you, Simone. Thank you for popping your head up on Twitter uh, to take a shot at me. Christy Swanson, who tweets at Christy Swanson XO, uh, wrote directed at me. It was a beautiful tribute and a celebration of America, and we all have accomplished in her history. It was incredibly emotional and moving. I'm so very proud of our military and how strong we are as a nation. I'm grateful To all our Americans who contributed to the event. Yes, sure. And I wrote back, well, that's one perspective. And one I definitely didn't expect to see in my Twitter feed when I woke up this morning. Needless to say, I'm a fan of our military too. Maybe we can both unite for America and agree that Ferris Bueller's epic parade performance was even better. Christy Swanson wrote back to me on Twitter. Since you're a fan of our military, then you will definitely be a fan of the Salute to America event. I'm very excited for you to watch it. It was so beautiful. Uh, American flag, smiley face, heart, clap, 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 emoji. I wrote back, um, not necessarily. I'm a fan enough of our military to actually have joined it. I'm also a fan of it enough to speak out when those in power, especially in the White House, politicize it. Our military is not a toy or a political prop on a set. This is not Hollywood. This is real life. Miss Swanson. So, you never know who might be listening to your podcast. You never know who might be following you on Twitter. But for me, my 5th of July started off with tweets directed at me from Laura Ingram and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. How was your 5th of July? Moving right along. In other news, Ross Perot died. The billionaire tycoon and two-time presidential candidate passed away at age 89. Now, for me, I think Perot is important. He opened up politics for a generation and a demographic of people sick of the status quo. And that included many independents. He never forgot his Navy roots. He went to the Naval Academy and was always a dedicated leader for veterans. He helped the search for POWs in Vietnam. He continued to support veterans groups throughout his career. And he's an American success story. Truly came up from nothing and went on to run for president. He cared very deeply about our country and always put his money where his mouth was. In 2020 news, Tom Steyer, the billionaire who's been waging a campaign to impeach President Trump, is the latest person to enter the Democratic field. Tom Steyer announced he's now running for president. Now, look, politically, this is actually not a bad move for him if he wants to focus on the single issue of impeachment. If he can get on the stage and force the issue of impeachment, it makes sense for him and for his supporters. He knows he's not going to win. He's definitely not going to win. But if he can drive forward the issue of impeachment for himself and for his fan base, then I think that makes sense. Eric Swalwell, the congressman from California, is out. That was quick. The most annoying participant from the second night of debates, uh, following closely behind Bill de Blasio, the most annoying person in the first Democratic debate, Eric Swalwell, is out. So that flash in the pan is gone. He will go back to being the most frequent guest on MSNBC that isn't paid to be on MSNBC. In other news, Iran is still hot. I want to stay on top of this on Angry Americans and keep it on your radar, even though it's below the radar of the national media. Uh, Iran's military now vows retaliation for the United Kingdom seizing an oil tanker. Um, The oil tanker was seized by the British, and now the Irans have warned it will be reciprocated at a suitable time and in a suitable place. Mohammad Bagheri, the chief of staff for Iran's armed forces, was quoted as saying by the official Islamic Republic news agency. So the warning highlights mounting risks to the region. There continues to be an escalation of tensions there. Six tankers have been attacked since early May, with the U.S. blaming Iran for the incidents, a charge that Tehran continues to deny. So watch this space, people. We still are teetering on the edge of a possible conflict with Iran that could happen any minute. Two pieces of good news to share with you regarding our ongoing fight for 9-11 first responders. The Victims' Compensation Fund is the bill. If you're new to this show, go back and check previous episodes. But we've continued to stay on this issue and been interviewing Rob Serra, a leader in the fight. Good news that the Victims' Compensation Fund will be named after Lou Alvarez. Lou Alvarez, the NYPD detective that passed away just a week ago, uh, was was a triumphant Uh, aggressive advocate who lost his battle against uh, 9-11 related health issues, but did not lose the war. He continues to be an inspiration and the victim compensation bill will be named after him and after Ray Pfeiffer and James Zadroga, both 9-11 first responders. So there's some good news there. Also some other good news. Amy McGrath is running against Mitch McConnell for Senate in Kentucky. I've said clearly that I think Mitch McConnell is a failure for all Americans, regardless of your party. And I said, I would support and I would encourage people to support anybody who can take him out. Well, that somebody might be Amy McGrath. She's a former Marine fighter pilot. She's a Marine Corps combat vet. She ran for Congress and lost a close race in Kentucky. And now she's taking on Mitch McConnell. She raised $2.5 million in her first 24 hours. We believe that may be the biggest single day total ever by a Senate candidate. So watch out for that. In sports news, tennis prodigy Coco Goff kicked ass at Wimbledon. If you didn't track on this, this is an inspiring American who I think stunned the world. She's 15 years old from California. She beat Venus Williams in the first round of the Wimbledon tournament. Then she celebrated a comeback win over Polona Herzog of Slovenia uh, on day five of the championship. And then she lost to Romania's Samela Helip, who is a top-ranked player in a 6-3, 6-3 result. But she shocked the world. She's now a, a new star, uh, very humble, very sincere, and an amazing, amazing young tennis prodigy that's coming out of the States that you should definitely keep an eye on. In sports news also, Kawhi Leonard signed with the Clippers, taking Paul George with him to make a hell of a battle happening in Los Angeles basketball next year where you're going to have Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James playing in the same arena in Los Angeles for different teams. So NBA free agency has been bonkers. My Knicks continue to be at the bottom of it. Absolutely nothing to report there, but a fun time to be in sports and a fun time across America and across Canada and around the world. Angry Americans everywhere are tracking on the sports information. And finally, electric scooters have arrived in Europe. And guess what? A lot of people hate them there too. Just a few months after they were introduced into several of Europe's storied capitals, the great electric scooter backlash has begun. Paris, Berlin, Copenhagen. There are drunken users and poorly parked scooters everywhere that have provoked the same kind of hatred that has become synonymous with the scooters here in America last year. Now, the mayor of Paris, Anne Hildago, vowed to put an end to what she called a trend, quote, not far from anarchy. On the roads of the French capital. And this was before they were introduced in neighboring Germany, where newspapers have since captured a nation in crisis. A man trying to steer his e scooter into a high speed motorway, reports of scores of drunk e scooter drivers, and polls showing a deeply divided German country. The early verdict for the scooters in Europe has been brutal. Commentators are calling them dangerous, madness, a pest. Drunken e scooters apparently seemed to be more widespread of a problem in Europe than initially anticipated. Within twenty four hours last week, the authorities in the German city of Munich caught twenty four intoxicated e scooter drivers. Some were easier to spot than others. One guy, under the influence of drugs, was caught after he crashed into a parked police vehicle. Yep. The scooter menace I first warned you about in episode five with Sarah Jessica Parker is growing. The measles of public transportation is here. The gremlins of disruption and destruction are now spanning the globe. If you're not angry, you're not paying attention. Welcome to Angry Americans, episode 15.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? you need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
1: If you're like me, you hate wearing dress shirts. They suck. We've all worn them. It feels like it's wrapped around your neck, and it's constrictive, and it's super uncomfortable. Nothing good about it. Very little upside. But we have to wear them, and we wonder, why isn't anybody making them any better? Well, there is finally good news. Someone has made them better, and that someone is Mizzen and Maine. Mizzen and Maine makes dress shirts for men that are actually comfortable. Yes, you heard that right. They're actually comfortable because of the fabrics. Mizzen and Maine shirts are made with performance fabrics. That means they stretch and move with you all day long, like athletic gear. These are the same shirts that are worn by J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson and lots of other folks. And here's the thing. It's summer, which means the summer is beating down on you. It's sucking away your energy. It's making you sweat. And your cotton shirt is going to be like a sponge. You're going to sweat and your cotton shirt's going to soak it up and it's going to take forever to fully dry. It's gross. I've been there You've been there, you've seen guys there. Not so with Mizzen and Main. Their performance fabrics dry quickly by wicking moisture away so you never have to worry about looking like a mess. It's too hot for cotton, and you're going to look sharp if you're rocking some Mizzen and Main. Now, I've met the founder, Kevin Lavelle many years ago when they were first starting out. He gave me a few shirts, and I've been hooked ever since. I've used them as gifts. Uh, And the company is also headquartered in America, in Texas, and I'm very proud to have them as a founding sponsor of this show. The shirts are wrinkle-resistant and makes them perfect for travel. You can stick them in the back of your car or in the back of, of, of your bag in the plane, and you can just pull them out and never have to worry about ironing them. Go right to the bar, go right to work, wherever you're going. These shirts are super easy. They work they're comfortable, and you can wash them at home without having to pay the dry cleaner, which makes it totally a great value. If you didn't have to pay for dry cleaners on your dress shirts, you'd save a lot of money. And that's what you can do with Mizzen and Main. So head on over to Mizzen and Main's website at www.comfortable.af. That's right. That's really their website, www.comfortable.af, as in comfortable as fuck. Use the code ANGRYAMERICANS at checkout and get 10 bucks off a dress shirt now. Get them for yourself. Get them for your friends. They make a great gift. Mizzen in Maine. It's never felt better to look your best. Happy birthday, America. Paul Raykoff live for Angry Americans in Wordsboro, Vermont. We are on the streets, out in the community, at the Wordsboro Parade, the 4th of July Parade, the most American-looking thing I've ever seen in my life in a pure and beautiful and fantastic way. They got lemonade, home-baked pies, crafts. Uh, they got the Boy Scouts doing a raffle. The Firehouse is raising money. There's an awesome little bluegrass band paying Country Road and You Are My Sunshine. Excuse me. There's a guy. Oh. Down at, the, down at the post office, there's two cars that are blocking people that can't leave. Okay. This uh, Chevy Equinox HDL665 and a Ford F-150. That guy's got the mic to broadcast. I'm just who, recording. The guy on the steps. Knocking. Yep. I'm Go okay. see him. Go see the pastor. Okay. Thank you, sir. That's a guy on a four-wheeler <laughs> who said two people are double parked. He thinks I'm the moderator. I'm not. The pastor is the moderator. I'm just over here with a microphone. So there's only two dudes in the whole town that have a microphone. One is me and the other is the pastor who's putting out announcements and there's some people double parked. So that was, that was pretty amazing. Again, Paul Rakoff live for angry Americans on the streets of Wordsboro, Vermont, a beautiful 4th of July underneath the trees in the streets, in front of the church and the town hall and the firehouse. It's really a beautiful thing. America's a beautiful thing. 4th of July is a beautiful thing. No matter what happened and happens in D.C. this week, no matter the politics of our president or any party, this is where I wish everybody could be. This is what I wish was being broadcast all around the country and around the world, because this is really what Fourth of July is all about. It's not about some self-aggrandizing military parade for an egomaniacal politician. It's about This little dude with a hammer who's really trying to hit that bell. And he's almost got it. Raising money for the Boy Scouts. We got fried fried dough over here. Down by the post office. They're blocking in vehicles. One is a Chevy Equinox Vermont plate HDL665. The other is a Ford F-150 Vermont plate 336A478. If you are the owner of either of those vehicles, we need to have you move them promptly from the post office parking lot because there are blocking vehicles that are parked there and need to get out. A Vermont Chevy Equinox, plate HDL665, and a Ford F-150, Vermont plate 336A478. If you're listening and that's your car and you haven't moved it by now, good idea to move it. There's a dude on a skateboard. A lot of great stuff happening here on the streets of Wordsboro, Vermont. The Methodist Church is on my right. People selling locally made cheddar cheese. The Lions Club is here. There's a lady who makes some homemade honey. Well, I guess bee made honey. This is what America is all about, folks. Now I just gotta try to find my family. I don't know where they are. And of course, we have the Wordsboro Public Library doing a book sale. Used books of all kinds. I don't think they have my book, but lots of James Patterson books the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Matilda, that's one of my favorites, Ronald Dahl. The End of History and the Last Man by Francis Fukuyama. Maybe fitting for times like these. Lots of great books to be had. Lots of veterans, of course. Lots of veterans hats, lots of American flags. A beautiful, fantastic scene here in Wordsboro, Vermont. America. If you're not angry, you're not paying attention. And I want to continue to bring you issues that have me angry, and I think should have everyone angry. If you care about the fate of your country, if you care about the future of our world, these are the issues that I think concern all of us. And this time I want to talk about something pretty straightforward, the death of the moderates in America, the moderates. Remember the moderates from both parties who used to really drive policy in America, who used to have at least a voice in America? Well, in my view, they're dying. Their influence is dying anyway. And that was on display full force in the Democratic debates. So now you've got Trump on the far right. You've got the Democrats on the far left. And you've got many Americans caught somewhere in the middle. According to a recent Gallup poll, 35% of Americans call themselves conservative, 35% call themselves moderate, and 26% call themselves liberal. I've talked about this before. The candidates at the debate fell mostly within that 26%. The party seems to think it can win without any of the 35% in the moderate camp, the ones that actually delivered the 2018 midterm win. Now, This is not just about the Democratic primary. This is about bringing America together. Now, they may, of course, move to the middle after the Democratic primary is over. But just to give you a quick look into the issues that are driving away moderates. During the debate, the Democrats vowed to eliminate private health insurance, decriminalize illegal immigration, and provide government health care to undocumented migrants. That's a very liberal position all of them are liberal positions they may be increasingly populist positions but they are definitely to the left so high profile leaders like bernie sanders elizabeth warren kamala harris are really betting that they can energize voters that want to break up trump's hardline policies but the moderates are drowned out they're they're on the defensive they're missing in the debates and the rush to the left has really unsettled establishment Democrats who have largely been the people who picked nominees in recent decades. But this is not just about Democrats. I think this is about independence. And I am a political independent. Many of you are listening are politically independent or unaffiliated, or you don't deeply align yourself with one party or another. Another example, healthcare. Warren and Kamala Harris raised their hands and said they would eliminate employer-based health insurance. They made the most important gesture of the campaign so far, is what David Brooks called it. Over 70% of Americans with health insurance through their employers are satisfied with their health plan. That's critical. Think about it. If you have private health insurance right now, you're probably pretty happy with it. Warren, Harris, Sanders, they would take it away. According to a recent survey, only 13% of Americans say they would prefer a health insurance system with no private plans. But Warren and Sanders, and probably the Democratic Party, are pinning themselves to that idea. They really want to dig in on this idea of getting rid of private plans. I don't think it's going to be popular. I don't think it's going to help them win the middle. And I don't think it's going to help them defeat Trump. Trump is laughing. Trump is smiling. Trump is happy every time the Democrats say they want to get rid of private insurance. Now these are just a couple of issues that I'm cherry picking, but you know it. If you're watching it, you see that the party voices like AOC, like Bernie Sanders, like Elizabeth Warren, they are pulling the party further and further from the left. Now, you can argue they're bringing them back to their activist roots. You can argue they're connecting with the next generation of voters. But one thing is for sure, they are not connecting with moderates. And I am looking as a moderate myself for a person to emerge as a voice of moderates or for the parties on both sides to bring themselves back to moderation. This is the nature of the primaries. The Republicans are gonna go right. The Democrats are gonna go left. But what about the rest of us in the middle? What about the rest of us that are independent? What about the rest of us that are unaffiliated? We have a vote too. And that's what's got me angry this week. If you're not angry, you're not paying attention. Tell me what's got you angry. Use the hashtag angryamericans and let me know. Or check us out at angryamericans.us. All right, every show, I want to give you a way to convert your understandable anger into positive action. Righteous action that shows the world angry Americans can also be impactful Americans. An action that will make you feel good and will do some good. I got two for you this week. Number one, watch Flinttown on Netflix. Flinttown. It's an eight-episode documentary on Netflix that got released in 2018. It focuses on the cops, the men and women serving in Flint, Michigan. During a really tough time, they're struggling with poverty, crime, uh, a bootstrap public service system and the Flint water crisis. It covers a period from November 2015 to early 2017, the same time frame as the 2016 presidential election. So the candidates were coming through Flint while all this was going on. And this is an insight into the police department that went from 300 cops to 98 cops and the entire police force for 100,000 people. That's the lowest number out of any comparably sized city. So they go through this entire time period with those 98 cops and the residents. Over the course of the episode, the police are facing violence. They're facing the water crisis, a city government fighting over funding. It's really, really powerful, and it's important. And if you don't know what happened in Flint, you need to understand what happened in Flint. And I think that this is a great insight into it. It's also a great insight into how politics affect people in parts of the country that are often out of the news. So watch Flint Town on Netflix. I highly recommend you check it out. All right, action number two. We've talked about this in previous episodes. I'm supporting anybody who runs against Mitch McConnell. There is a saying after 9-11, never forget. But we will never forget that Mitch McConnell abandoned 9-11 first responders and has been totally derelict in his duty. So check out his opponent, Amy McGrath. She is a Senate candidate who has raised more in the first 24 hours after announcing than any other Senate candidate has before. $2.5 million in the first 24 hours. That matters. The money is beans and bullets for the fight. She's a former fighter pilot who lost a house race in 2018. And she announced uh, this week following a media blitz, she was all over the place. But uh, a lot of early donations, the average donation size was $36. And the campaign said this was the most ever raised by a Senate campaign in its first day. Now, I don't care if you're a Republican, a Democrat, an Independent, a Libertarian, a Communist, whatever you are. By now, especially after this failure to support 9-11 first responders, you know Mitch McConnell's got to go. And Amy McGrath is probably the best chance to beat him. She's also a vet. And I think we need more vets in Washington. People talked a lot last fall about a blue wave of democrats or a red wave of republicans hitting Washington, but what I saw was a bipartisan camouflage wave, a wave of angry Americans that spanned both parties and no parties at all, and those were the veterans. And that now includes four post-9/11 veteran candidates running for president: Tulsi Gabbard, Pete Buttigieg, Seth Moulton, and now Admiral Joe Sestak, who jumped in a few weeks ago, who the hell knows why, but He likely won't make the stage, but I'd rather have an admiral like Joe Sestak in the field than another billionaire. But he's just one of many that are coming veterans who want to continue to serve their country and want to continue to try to make a difference. And that now includes Marine Amy McGrath taking on Mitch McConnell. Check her out. And if you've got a story to tell or a resource to share or an action to take, use the hashtag angry Americans and let me know. Don't just be angry, be active. All right, big thanks to a few folks that helped make this episode happen. Thank you to the state of Maine for being extremely quiet so I could record a podcast in a car. Uh, Mizzen in Maine, our newest founding sponsor of this show. They make incredible shirts, incredibly comfortable shirts, and they're an American company. J.J. Watt digs them, and they make this show possible. So check them out as comfortable.af. That's comfortable, meaning AF as fuck. I'm going to say it. I don't know if I can say it, but I'm going to say it. It's the best URL around. Comfortable AF. Check out Mizzen in Maine. Big thanks to them. Big thanks to Eric Schaumborn, Chris Rosenthal, Mercy Rich, and the whole team at Righteous Media. Bill Schultz, again, for producing this episode and working his magic on my audio coming to him from a car. Uh, Oscar Mike, our awesome merchandise partners. Love seeing the social media of you guys rocking the Angry Americans merch. You can check that out at angryamericans.us david and goliath the amazing design team for helping create the logo for this show and a lot of our design work especially mark Schwartzberg and david angelo and uh it's time for thank a listener every week i want to thank an angry american or two or three for listening this week mark who tweets at at sonoma badger he's from north bay area california what up mark thank you for your support he's a retired engineer he spends his time doing volunteer work now and he enjoys driving folks to the doctor and delivering meals on wheels. This, is, this guy's the real deal. Thank you for what you do, Mark, and your community. He liked the car question recap episode. Uh, and his first car was an 80 VW, uh, brand new. Days later, he was caught in a tornado and the car was destroyed. Insurance wouldn't total it. Rusted out that winter. Great story, Mark. Thank you for all you do. I hope you got a better car to deliver Meals on Wheels. Big shout out to Megan, who tweets, at Nutmeg Kelly, location unknown, um, but she is a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sister, a military retiree, and a believer of active citizenship. We are believers of that as well, Megan. and We thank you for listening. She had a great tweet. She said that we have just found the one thing that unites the entire country everyone hates lou dobbs for talking smack about the military on the fourth of july if you missed that dipshit lou dobbs tweeted uh, in response to an article that said military chiefs are concerned about donald trump's fourth of july celebration lou dobbs wrote quote no wonder these snowflake generals haven't won a war since 1991 unquote that's what lou dobbs tweeted well thanks lou dobbs for your stupidity uh, and for letting us make an example of you here on the show but also, thanks to Megan, Nutmeg Kelly, for continuing to support the show. And last but not least, a big shout-out to 82nd13Fox. Uh, that's his Twitter handle. He's from California916, which I believe is in the Sacramento area of Northern California. Um, but 82nd 13 fox Which means he was In the 82nd Airborne He was a 13 fox He is a husband A father A type 1 parent A former Paratrooper Proud member of IAVA Code for support He's a veteran And family advocate And the voice authority Hates to hear uh, I love that, man. He's been tweeting up a storm for Angry Americans. We really appreciate you, man. Thanks for holding it down. Thank you all, and continue to shout us out on social media, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I'll try to catch a couple of you each week just to say thank you. And as always, thanks to my family, my amazing wife and two boys. I gotta get back to them right now at our campsite. Uh, they didn't bat an eye when I told them I need to leave our family vacation for a few hours to record this podcast, but as soon as I'm done, We're heading back to the lake and going to get that campfire going ASAP. And most of all, thanks for listening. Thanks to you. If you dig this show, please tell your friends to check it out and check out angryamericans.us. You can see video from all our past interviews. You can get yourself some dope Angry Americans merch, and you can sign up for our weekly newsletter, which is full of goodness. And if you're on Apple device and you like this show, please subscribe and leave a quick review. Keep that feedback coming there and on social media. I see you, I hear you, and I'm with you. Next week, we'll be back with a fresh new interview from another important inspiring or iconic american and it's one you're not going to want to miss no it's not megan Rapino, but i wish it was and if you know her please hit her up and let her know we'd love to have her on this show we won't have Rapino next week but we will have some other guests coming this summer they're going to blow you away so stay tuned subscribe and share and we'll keep this movement growing week by week and remember it's okay to be angry and no you're not alone we're all a little angry and that's because we're paying attention. And together, we can turn that vigilant anger into positive impact. I'm your host, Paul Rekoff. Thanks for listening. Stay vigilant, America. Did you hear that? I think it's a bear.